never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. Indeed, praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. Welcome everybody to the Restoration Hour. Pastor Eli James here, along with Daryl. From Missouri, how are you doing tonight, Daryl? Good. All right, very good. Okay, so tonight we're going to have a kind of a potpourri show, but uh, I'm going to title it uh, Sex Cults and Other Jewish Scams <laughs> that Everybody Loves. Uh, sex Cults and, and Jewish Scams uh, galore, like the pandemic. Can you believe, Daryl, that uh, President Trump and... Uh, and uh, what's her? What's his wife's name? Melania. <laughs> He's had so many. <laughs> the the name of the current wife escapes me. They got COVID. Really? Do you believe that? Hello. Are you with us? Yeah. Are. I don't know if they've been testing daily, but you know we've had a a, a slew of how should I, famous personalities supposedly getting COVID nineteen testing positive, and then it's big news. I, I think they just make this stuff up to try to make COVID nineteen seem more real to a gullible public. I don't know. Is that's how I feel about it? What's your perspective? Yeah. Yeah, the pandemic blues. <laughs> the pandemic blues. Yeah, that's a good title for tonight's show. The pandemic blues. All right. Well, yeah. Okay, we got a bunch of uh, articles here for tonight. I'm going to start off with the Seagram's heiress story. Seagram's heiress Claire Bronfman sentenced to more than six years for role in Nexium sex cult. Okay, this is a, a story that's totally under the radar. The entire Nexium uh, child sex abduction scandal, uh, child sex cult scandal, has been totally ignored by mass media. Uh, you only hear about it from uh, alternative media. And this is from the New York Post. It, it, you know, it, it's really bad when the former tabloids, which used to be considered uh, untrustworthy news sources, now are telling more truth than the mainstream uh, New York Times, Washington Post, Los Angeles Times, Chicago Tribune. Crazy, folks, how things have changed, right? So, 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 Daryl, what have you heard about the, the, the Nexium sex cult? Have you heard much about it? Yeah. Okay. I know that uh, a couple years ago there was a little bit about it. Uh, uh, it's just more has been coming out all wrong. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and uh, I've been following uh, the, you know, it's basically Amazing Polly. Amazing Polly and a few other alternative, you know, independent journalists who've been uh, reporting on, and of course, the Seagram's is owned by Jews, okay? The Seagram, okay, uh, so you can't hear the guest very low. Okay, so I'll, I'll see if I can boost your signal. Uh, hold on. And, uh, yeah, I, I can hear you fine, but uh, uh, it's a... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Yeah, your signal is not very good, but I'll see if I can boost your signal and uh, get you in the mix here a little better. So uh, I'll try to do that. So while people are... Hang on, folks. We'll try to get this signal better. Okay, so uh, I'll just watch that in the meantime while we're talking. But let me uh, go to this story. And this is something that uh, is really important because... Uh, the especially white girls have been abducted and being used as sex toys by the the rich and famous, right? <laughs> the rich and famous. Seagram's liquor heiress Claire Bronfman on Wednesday was slapped with a stiff sentence of more than six years behind bars for her role in the Nexium sex slave cult. And Nexium is spelled N-X. I-V-M, N-X-I-V-M. It's based in New York, somewhere in the state of New York. The 41-year-old's eyes widened as Brooklyn Federal Court Judge Nicholas G. Garalfus announced her 81-month stint after he laced into her for an hour, saying she used her deep pockets to help silence the group's victims and critics. Well, this is interesting, Daryl. That uh, there is, uh, there are still some honest judges in America who are willing to pass sentence against very rich, high, powerful Jews. This is amazing. She made the wrong person, made the wrong person mad. The only reason. Yeah. Right. Pa- apparently. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like Jeffrey Epstein made the wrong person mad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he got caught. And and we're we're living in days where wow justice is so rare, justice is so absolutely rare that it's it's a shock when it actually happens. Okay, the scion had used her incredible wealth and attempted to use her social status and connections not only to support Nexium's work but also as a means of intimidating, threatening, and exacting revenge upon individuals who dare to challenge its dogma, he said. Okay, that sounds like a mafia. Isn't that what this is? This is mafia style. Okay. Okay, all right, we got a a lot of extraneous noise coming here from your phone. (laughs) I hope we can reduce that. Anyway, dressed in a pink shirt, billowy black, why is it? Why are these newspaper articles always talking about how people are dressed, even in a court case? What what the heck does it matter, okay? Anyway, dressed in a pink shirt, billowy black pants, and a floral face mask, Bronfman, who had been under house arrest at her city luxury apartment and owns an island in Fiji from profits she made by selling sex slaves, was immediately taken into custody by U.S. Marshals. 
Bronfman pleaded guilty last year to charges of conspiracy to conceal and harbor an illegal alien for financial gain and fraudulent use of identification, admitting she committed credit card fraud on behalf of a cult leader and convicted sex trafficker Keith Rainier. Okay, what about the Bronfman family itself? You know, her, she is the wife of the Bronf, heir to the Bronfman Seagrams and other, uh, you know, alcohol-producing Jew-owned Jew company Seagrams and others that uh, they get a whole year uh, to uh, get, run away <laughs> and flee the country. So uh, apparently she was a- unable to do so. But man, why, why did it take so long? She pleaded guilty. Why did it take so long to sentence her? Yeah. I don't know. It, She's not. Uh, the, there's one of them too that was changing the name of a beer in uh, New Orleans because it was racist or something. Oh, really? Uh, that was an alcohol company. That was a story I, I heard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I hadn't heard about that, but uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Seagram's controls it all. Probably owns many brands, just as like. Uh, the recent takeover of by Disney of various uh, parts of Fox, uh, Fox, uh, what's his name, uh, Rupert uh, Murdoch, Rupert Murdoch. Um, much of his business has been bought out by Disney, but of course it's just one Jew buying out another Jew, so uh, it, it doesn't really matter. Okay, so what we've got here is Jew control of virtually every possible aspect of our lives, alcohol consumption being another one. Okay, Uh, before her sentence, oh wait a minute, but prosecutors have said that Rainier, who ran a master slave group within Nexium called DOS, where women were branded with his initials. This is this is as bad as Epstein, Daryl. Oh yeah, it's just you know when they get exposed, uh, it's it, it's a little bit of news, and I think there's we know there's more going on than what is yeah. exposed. They just give us a taste, like they're really doing something, and they're doing a lot of nothing. Right. Okay. So for whatever reason, uh, Mrs. Bronfman here got caught and has been prosecuted. Maybe she is expendable for whatever reason. You know, every once in a while, the mafia will uh, allow one of their people to be sacrificed. Maybe, maybe she just was be too much of a uh, what uh, a liability for the Seagram's family, so they're letting her go. As same as Epstein became too much a liability for the Mossad. Okay, just too much has been exposed, but. Not by mainstream media. It hasn't been made mainstream media. Just a snippet here and a snippet there of Nexium, the Nexium sucks cult. Here's a, a major Jewish millionaire, billionaire family engaged in sex slavery. And they, they've been allowed to get away with it for years, for decades, just like Jeffrey Epstein was allowed to get away with his deal for 20 or more years. And uh, the, the Hollywood sex scandal, you know, child pornography scandal, that's been going on for decades. Well, because the Jews own mass media as well, so that's why these stories aren't reported. Okay, all right. Uh-oh, okay, we lost him. Okay, yeah, the signal was very poor. Sorry, folks. Uh, I think I'm just going to have to go. 
go on without Daryl because uh, the signal was just really poor, and uh, he's out in, a, in the sticks in uh, northwest Missouri, you know, near Kansas City. All right, so uh, continuing with the story. Be, be, <laughs> carving or branding his sex slaves with his initials and forcing them to sleep with him. Okay, so Rainier could not have committed his crimes without the help of Bronfman and her $210 million fortune. I mean, th- this is depravity, folks. Total depravity. Before her sentence was handed down Wednesday, nine women who were victimized by Nexium also tore into Bronfman, calling her a dangerous megalomaniac and predator, i.e. a Jew. According to the judge, federal sentencing guidelines had called for Bronfman to receive up to 27 months behind bars, while prosecutors had sought five years. 27 months is nothing. She should hang. Bronfman's own lawyers had sought three years of probation, denying she knew anything about DOS. But Garafis, who also ordered a $500,000 fine, wasn't swayed. Ms. Bronfman came to learn details about DOS and faced a choice as to whose interests she would protect. Rainier's or his victims, the judge said. She chose Rainier unequivocally, and to this day she has not clearly apologized. Her lawyer said he would immediately appeal. The decision was clearly an abomination, he says. It was outrageous. It was a miscarriage of justice. To go three times above the sentencing guidelines was totally uncalled for, said attorney Ron Sullivan. Well, folks, it's about time we have a a judge meeting out justice against a super-rich megalomaniac Jew. All right, so that's, that's good news, folks. Very good news. We we can only hope that uh, more of this is to come. All right, but we we can't really, you know, expect it. But if it does happen, very good. I'm going to switch to a completely different subject here. Like I said at the start of the show, it's going to be a potpourri of different subjects today. And uh, okay, yeah. And also says the guest was not hearable, so. We had to drop the call. Actually, it dropped inadvertently. So, okay, so, oh, wow. Uh, I'm trying to uh, put the link into the chat room, but something went haywire. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Anyway, the next story is from Alaska. It's actually a story about DNA. DNA discovered in uh, infant remains, the, the skeletons of infants uh, dating back to 11,500 years ago. And those of you who have been listening to Your Folk Radio, and I've done a lot of shows on this subject about the fact that Caucasians were here in America thousands and thousands of years ago, so that the idea that when the white man arrived in in America, that we somehow stole this continent from Amerindians. Absolutely not true. This is kind of a follow-up of last night's show on Yahweh's Covenant People, in which I discussed the fact that up to 90% 
of the Amerindians in America were not exterminated by white people. They died of diseases that were brought over by white people, by Orientals, and by blacks. So the guilt trip that has been laid upon white people for the so-called extermination of the American Indians is a lie. The real uh, story is that those those Amerindians died because of various diseases that the various invaders of America, and you know, it's true that we were invaders, but we were here before them, way, way longer before them, and many of the so-called American Indians that we encountered were actually descendants of Israelites, Celts, and other Europeans, and Phoenicians included. So this is, you know, ancient history is much more complicated than the academics would like us to believe because they don't want to anything to complicate their their theory of uh, evolution and their denial of great civilizations before 11,500 BC but this story I'm just going to it's anyway it's by Ashley Strickland this is from CNN and this is dated January 5th, 2018, 11,500 year old infant remains reveal ancient population. Okay, the remains of this infant reveal ancient population. And it goes through the usual uh, gesticulations about, well, we, we both we found some really unusual uh, finds bones that don't fit the paradigm that archaeologists have been pushing for the last hundred years or so. Okay, and she says here, it's a misleading introduction. The skeletons of two ancient infants who lived and died in Alaska 11,500 years ago are helping tell the story of a previously unknown population called the ancient Beringians, okay? So they made up this name, calling them the Beringians, after the Bering Strait. According to a study published in the journal Nature on Wednesday, this is the first genomic evidence that all Native Americans can be traced back to the same population that migrated using a land bridge. Well, that's not exactly what the article (laughs) demonstrates when you get into it. Both infants found in the burial pit at Upward Sun River in the Tanana River Valley in central Alaska were female. The local indigenous community gave them the symbolic names. Oh man, there's no way I can pronounce this. <laughs> A sunrise Child Girl and Yelkaana Tida Gay Dawn Twilight Child Girl. So, after studying the D, one of the uh, skeletons was fairly well preserved, and they were a- actually able to uh, get some DNA, a-, a sample of DNA. Researchers were able to sequence the genome of Sunrise Child Girl, referring to the study as USR1, using her DNA. She was revealed to be closely related to Native Americans, but in a distinct way. USR1's DNA led the researchers to determine that they had found a previously unknown genetic population of Native Americans, which they dubbed ancient Beringians, that represent the oldest known genetic lineage of Native Americans to date. 
according to Eske Willerslev, study co-author and professor at the University of Copenhagen. And it changes our way of thinking about what happened all those millennia ago. Okay, let me just scroll down. The new data allow the researchers to test and develop models for when and where population splits occur. Willerslev explains it like this. About 34,000 years ago, a population began separating from the Asians, but genetic exchanges continued until 25,000 years ago. Of course, this is all speculation, which may suggest that by then they were in Alaska. The new data put that shift at 10,000 years earlier than previously thought. Now, here's the kicker. About 25,000 years ago is also when this group met another population of people who were more related to modern Europeans than to Asians. This is how the Beringians came to be. Okay, so here again, they have found Caucasoid DNA and Caucasoid skulls, just like Kennewick Man, which is dated to 8,000 B.C., the idea that America, ancient America, prehistoric America, was populated exclusively by Amerindians and Eskimos and Asian-derived people is false. Here again, more evidence that they found the DNA of, quote-unquote, that was more related to modern Europeans than Asians. Our people have been in America since who knows how long ago, okay? And all of these ideas that when we when we go uh, into Indian lands that somehow we're trespassing on their ancient historical and sacred lands is hogwash, folks. We were here before they were. We were here before they were. It's a story of Atlantis. There was a global citizen... Uh, civilization called Atlantis, and they had colonies everywhere, including America, especially America, and then all the stories of giants in America in prehistoric times. The Bible is true, and every academic is a liar, okay? So, again, more proof that Caucasoids were here in America, and they're talking about 25,000 years ago. Whatever the date is, they were... Our ancestors were here well before anybody ever suspected they were, okay? Well, all kinds of evidence that our ancestors were here in America. Okay, jumping over to corona, I'm sorry, not quite coronavirus just yet. But uh, this is the pandemic of, again, fear against and hatred against white people that what this is really the pandemic is about Jewish hatred of white people and the attempt to exterminate the white race using the pandemic as an excuse okay so this is why we must resist mightily any attempt to vaccinate us because that vaccination is going to be deadlier than any disease we have ever known but this is how crazy it is in the Catholic Church. This is real news right now. And the title is Catholic Church to Alter Image of Jesus Over Allegations of White Privilege. 
Okay. So, the mere allegation of white privilege now is cause to change the visage and the race of Jesus Christ because somebody complains. Who is offended? Are blacks offended by the, uh, uh, a white Jesus? Well, Jews are offended by Jesus. We know that for sure. Uh, we can't do anything without offending Jews. But the same thing is true of blacks today. We can't do anything without offending blacks today. We turn around. We sneeze. We cough. That's offensive. We, our very existence is offensive to blacks and Jews and Antifa self-hating, many of those people being self-hating whites. This is incredible. June 17, 2020, by R. Habas, Washington, D.C., in an effort to provide a more inclusive experience for worshipers. But I think white people are leaving these churches because they're, it's, they're so inclusive. <laughs> Catholic churches throughout the United States will undergo a drastic transformation this summer as they move to offer a more realistic and culturally appropriate version of Jesus now, who says it's more realistic? I just had a friend return from Greece where he took videos of the Greek Orthodox churches in the territory where those Greek Orthodox churches were being built right after the days of Christ and all the statuary and imagery in those churches depicts white people and a white Jesus. Why? Because that's how he appeared to everybody. But today, because whiteness is taboo, and the Catholic Church is also part of the campaign to exterminate the white race, and to eliminate whiteness altogether, probably even the memory of white people they would like to ha get rid of. Well, what a ridiculous statement. Real, more realistic? What evidence do you have that a white Jesus is not realistic? None. But nevertheless, truth is not the mainstay of journalists these days. And a culturally appropriate? Who says it's culture? This is political correctness. A politically correct version of Jesus rather than the historically European depiction embraced by the Church. Why? Because the entire European continent was white. White people. And there's no evidence to the contrary. The decision by the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops to portray Jesus as a brown-skinned Middle Eastern man clad in sandals and an off-white tunic comes on the heels of nationwide movement led by the American Leadership Council of Progressive Christian Women. Oh my goodness! <laughs> well, progressive is all you need to hear. They spell women W-O-M-Y-N to eradicate perceptions of white privilege from the Christian faith. Well, how does erasing true history erase white privilege? I guess maybe because we bragged that Jesus was white. 
I don't think the Catholic Church has ever bragged about Jesus being white. The vast majority of Christians have never bragged about Jesus being white. It was just an assumption they made because everybody in Europe has been white for the last 2,000 years. And we can prove that we Israelites, the Caucasian Israelites, came from the Middle East. Quote, For far too long we have been taught that whiteness is a prerequisite for holiness. Well, I don't know of of any mainstream denominations that have ever taught that. The vast majority of mainstream denominations have been multi-culti, as long as I can remember. So they never, I never heard a single pastor in a mainstream church say that whiteness is a prerequisite for wholeness. They're just making this stuff up. The group's co-founder, Catherine Lockhart, said, and she told Real News Right Now, while adamant that she was in no way discrediting the teachings and philosophy of Jesus of Nazareth, oh, he must have been a very sharp black guy, Ms. Lockhart argued that Christ only became the Son of God by inheriting Daddy's power. Uh, duh. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) How else could he be the Son of God without inheriting the Father's power? Uh, tell, Tell us something we don't know. Robert Langdon, a professor of art history and symbology at Harvard University, art history and symbology, at Harvard University, called the decision by the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops a little silly, but acknowledged that white privilege likely played a prominent role in the establishment of Christianity as a global religion. Yeah, because it was a white man's religion. Only white people practice it. For 1,800 years? Quote, when you have a situation where a white man living in the Middle East in 27 AD spontaneously launches a successful 2,000-year-old religion, it raises a lot of questions, unquote. What kind of questions? Whether he was white? At least he admits that Jesus was white. A white man living in the Middle East. Next paragraph. Man, the so-called journalism gets shoddier and shoddier by the day. The most ridiculous, inconsequential statements are being made by so-called journalists and opinion makers. With thousands of souls put to death under Pontius Pilate, experts say it stands to reason that Jesus Christ, the only Caucasian man in all of Palestine who was not a Roman citizen, well, that's an exaggeration. How do they know that? There were actually a lot of Caucasian Israelites who had lived in Europe for over 700 years who had traveled back to the Middle East, such as the Galatians. So this is a a false statement. He was not the only Caucasian who was not a Roman citizen, and there were plenty of Caucasian tradespeoples, Greeks, Romans, of course most Romans would be Roman citizens, but Greeks, all kinds of Greeks. 
received special treatment and favors which, unlike countless other condemned Palestinian men and women, allowed him to miraculously rise from the dead and help facilitate his speedy ascension into heaven. So they allowed, the, the Roman Empire allowed him to ascend? <laughs> okay, Talk about ridiculous language. Real, this is real news right now? I'm sorry. It's, it's stupid in the extreme. Okay, so, but now let's get into the main article that we have here for, for you this evening. Tapnewswire.com Ultimate Proof COVID-19 was planned to usher in the New World Order. And this... Uh, this article has gone viral the last few days, and it's really good to see that uh, more and more people are waking up. And I do believe that Ezekiel 37's prophecy of the dead man's bones coming back to life ha- is starting to happen. I'm seeing... More and more white people waking up, not necessarily to Christian identity, but simply waking up to the evil that's in the world and starting to resist it. And so that's really good. So the sinews and muscles and skin and flesh are coming upon Ezekiel's dead bones. And we can only encourage our white people to keep waking up and joining the resistance against the Jew world order. Yes, Aryan is an ancient Hebrew term and uh, and means noble. Aryan does mean noble. There's no doubt about uh, the noble race. Absolutely no doubt about that. <clears throat> okay, so from this article, ultimate proof COVID-19 was planned to usher in the new world order. And this is 29 September, 2020, posted by Weaver. And this is from tapnewswire.com. Tapnewswire.com. Number one, medical doctors declare that the pandemic was planned. And we've been providing evidence to that effect here at Eurofolk Radio for the last nine months, ever since this pandemic started. We've been uh, searching for... MDs, and other commentators to explain, and so many lawyers as well. Very, very few politicians, although there have been some, to explain that this is a total hoax. Everything about the pandemic is a hoax. So, a group of over 500 medical doctors in Germany called Doctors for Information made a shocking statement during a national press conference. Now, this is on the heels of the show that Pastor Martins and I did last Sunday in which we discussed the Senior Van Rensburg prophecy that Germany would rise again and become a world power. And as, as, as recently as four or five years ago, this seemed out of the question because Angela Merkel was still, you know, whatever her position was, president or prime minister of Germany. And that that seemed out of the question. But for some reason, German scientists and MDs are taking a leading role 
in combating the pandemic. Could it be because they are real scientists, <laughs> unlike the academics here in America who are bought and paid for by the Rothschilds and other Jews? So the the urge to develop or find the truth still lives within the German people. Of course, they're not allowed to discuss the hoax. So hoax of cost that is. But nobody's t- uh, no, there isn't yet any law saying that you can't call the pandemic a hoax, which they are doing. 500 medical doctors, quote, The corona panic is a play. It's a scam, a swindle. It's high time we understood that we're in the midst of a global crime. Not sure who's making this statement, but uh, apparently it's part of the statement by the 500 doctors. This large group of medical experts publishes a medical newspaper on 500,000 copies every week to inform the public about the massive misinformation in the mainstream media. They also organized mass protests in Europe, like the one on August 29, 2020, where 12 million people signed up. And several millions actually showed up. And there's photographs of, oh, you can't even count the, the people in the, in the photograph. Gobs and gobs and gobs of people with uh, primarily German language signs. Why do these 500 plus medical doctors say the pandemic is a global crime? What do they know that we don't? Well, of course, we in identity here at Eurofolk Radio, we know all about it being nothing but a Jewish scam and a Bill Gates pharmacia scam. We've been reporting this all along. We, had, we, we weren't fooled for one second. Second item, hundreds of Spanish, Spanish you know, Hundreds of Spanish medical doctors say the pandemic is planned. In Spain, a group of 600 medical doctors, called Doctors for Truth, made a similar statement during a press conference. Quote, COVID-19 is a false pandemic created for political purposes. This is a world dictatorship with a sanitary excuse. Pretext. We urge doctors, the media, and political authorities to stop this criminal operation by spreading the truth. Unquote. Germany and Spain are just two examples. Similar large groups of hundreds of medical experts exist in countries across the world. And of course, mainstream media is not reporting about it. In the USA, a documentary called Plandemic, which exposes COVID-19 as a criminal operation, is supported by over 27,000 medical doctors. Why are these thousands of medical professionals worldwide saying the pandemic is a crime? What information do they have access to that we are not getting from the mainstream media? I invite you to look at the following facts with an open mind, and then come to your own conclusion. Item number three. In 2015, a testing method was patented for COVID-19. 
Let me repeat this title. In 2015, a testing method was patented for COVID-19. Not COVID-15, but COVID-19. In 2015, a system and method for testing for COVID-19 was patented by Richard Rothschild. Who? (laughs) Richard Rothschild. Any relationship to the Rothschild banking family? Maybe these people aren't quite Jew savvy, so they didn't connect it to the to the banking family. Patented by Richard Rothschild with a Dutch government organization. Did you catch that? In 2015, four years before the disease even existed. But we've been telling you that this disease was manufactured, weaponized, so they knew it was around. But I can't believe they'd be so stupid as to call it COVID-19 in 2015. Maybe they left this whole program to a bunch of underlings who didn't know any better and didn't realize that the global economy, the Federal Reserve note was getting ready to collapse and they had to do this in 2019 for sure. Four years before the disease even existed, a testing method for COVID-19 was developed. So, and they show all kinds of uh, items here. Number four, millions of COVID-19 test kits sold in 2017 and in 2018. As we know, the new COVID-19 disease appeared in China towards the end of 2019, or so we are told. Therefore, it was named COVID-19, which is an acronym for Coronavirus Disease 2019. In 2017 and 2018, two years before COVID-19, hundreds of millions of test kits for COVID-19 were distributed worldwide. Actually, none of these test kits were even necessary because the test is totally bogus, doesn't measure anything, except random DNA and random RNA floating around in your body, which everybody has 24-7 their whole lives. They have this random DNA floating around, which is falsely called COVID-19. COVID-19 Diagnostic Test Instruments and Apparatus exports by country in 2017 <laughs> okay all right so several countries have been exporting these test kits covid-19 test kits since 2017 and okay so they list the european union exported how many the product code okay the product code seems to be the same for all the text, uh, test kits. COVID-19 diagnostic test instruments and apparatus. Year 2017. Trade value. 2646826 Unfortunately, there's no quantity listed here for the European Union. But for the United States... 
they list the quantity of 2,628,910 text kits. And for Hong Kong, China, it's very small numbers. I'm not sure if these are accurate, but it certainly looks like 6,962,400 test kits issued in 2017. And the statistics are from the World Integrated Trade Solution. World Integrated Trade Solution. So, as we've been telling you, it's a pandemic, And uh, we're, we've been all... We've been all flummoxed by the global banksters, Jew banksters. Uh, Heading here, quick, hide it. This baffling data was discovered by someone on September 5th, 2020, who posted it on social media. The next day it went viral all over the world. On September 6th, the WITS suddenly changed the original designation COVID-19 into the vague medical test kits. This is not allowed in trade because you always have to be specific. There are many types of test kits for different diseases, right? Oh, medical test kits. For what? The fact that they removed the specification of COVID-19 after this data became known worldwide proves that they don't want anyone to know about it. So this information slipped through the cracks. They, however, forgot to delete one detail. The product code for these medical test kits kits is 300215, which means COVID-19 test kits. HS nomenclature used HS2017. HS code 300215 is COVID-19 test kits. HS classification reference based on COVID-19 medical supplies list second edition prepared by World Customs Organization and the World Health Organization. So, but nobody paid attention because there was no such thing as COVID-19 in 2017 or 2018 or even in 19. It wasn't really designated as such until 2020. Two years before the outbreak of COVID-19 in the USA, the EU, China, and nations around the world started exporting millions of diagnostic test instruments for COVID-19, a disease that supposedly didn't even exist back then. Item number six. COVID-19 project is planned until 2025. The World Bank... Now, what would the World Bank have to do with medicine. Well, they finance all these projects. <laughs> yes, it's a coincident. Coincident, thank you. Coincident, spelled C O H E N, coincident disease. It's just, it's just a coincidence that all of these statistics about COVID 19 were available in 2017. Very much incredible. Very incredible. Wow. Okay. So, we are living in times when 
when it's not possible to get any truth from mainstream media, from the churches, from television, from radio, from academia, from anywhere, except the white racialist movement, especially from Christian identity. The rest of the world is 100% lies all the time. Lies all the time. Okay, let's, let's move on. The UNZ Review, an alternative media selection. Very interesting stuff here. Yes, Virginia, it's a conspiracy. Antifa thugs arrested in Louisville also attacked 2017 Charlottesville rally. Did Soros pay them? Where is the FBI? Article by Jason Kessler, also very recently, September 29, 2020. And the article says this. Again, we uh, one good thing under Trump's reign as president, whether he's in charge of it or not, a lot of Antifa people who have been arrested are staying arrested because their bail bond figures have been increased to a million dollars, which makes you have to come up with $100,000 to bail that person out. Hollywood stars and other progressives, including George Soros, have been bailing out Antifa after being arrested for crimes because the bail money was so low. But once the bail money was raised to a million dollars, that has almost ceased because even billionaires don't want to part with a hundred thousand bucks. <laughs> Several hundred thousand bucks, depending on how many Antifa thugs have been arrested. And Andy Ngo, uh, no, I don't know how to pronounce it, NGO, the Oriental Independent Journalist, who has been reporting the names of Antifa thugs who have been arrested for crimes of terror such as setting fires and uh, smashing windows, basically caught in the act of crimes, and he's been reporting it. And uh, those people have been losing their jobs and been going to jail for their crimes, as it should be. Mass media does not report these things because mass media supports these criminals. So, here's three pictures of the woman in question, and let's see if I can get her name, the photograph of Antifa unloading a U-Haul full of riot supplies, including shields and weapons. Recently, I pointed out that the Antifa groups that attacked the 2017 Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia, were also key to this summer's Black Lives Matter riots. Now arrests during the current Breonna Taylor riots in Louisville, Kentucky have proved my point. Notably, Sean Gerwing Leiter, L-I-T-E-R, and his girlfriend Holly McGlon Zoller, Z-O-L-L-E-R, 
who was notoriously caught in a video clip unloading a U-Haul filled with riot supplies. With the headline, U-Haul seen distributing shields, potential weapons of Louisville rioters rented to Holly Zoller of Soros-connected Louisville Bail Project. The Bail Project is a fund used to bail out Antifa terrorists. And that article was by Cassandra Fairbanks, the Gateway Pundit, September 23, 2020. So, Sean Leiter and Holly McGlawn Zoller were also caught on camera leading the charge in Charlottesville three years ago. Had our rulers done their duty, defended UTR civil rights, that's the Unite the Right civil rights, and cracked down on these communist vigilantes, America would now be a very different country. Well, that wouldn't have changed the uh, Jewish power structure. It's just that more and more people would have been made aware of it. And white people are still dismally unaware of what's really going on politically. Holly McGlawn Zeller and Sean Gerwing Leiter are both co-founders of Louisville Anti-Racist Action, the ARA, which is, which is also the same group that tried to attack us in Binghamton, New York, when we were doing a show from the local um, AMVETS, not AMVETS, but uh, uh, military veterans group stationed there. They had found out we were going to be meeting there and they had staged a march and uh, started attack, attacking the front uh, porch of the facility so we had to make our escape out the side door and we managed to do so without being detected although we were followed for a few miles by an ARA group. ARA is totally financed by the ADL. So we see here again the ARA is still in business they're just another you know name for Antifa there's various groups like this. Uh, locally, they may call themselves by different names. Therefore, it is no surprise that Zoller and Leiter are involved in the Louisville riots that followed a grand jury indictment against a single police officer over the death of Breonna Taylor. Now, of course, Breonna Taylor and her pals are drug dealers, something that mainstream media is really trying to hide. Okay, another coincidence. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that we cannot we cannot tell the truth about Black Tifa and the fact that Black Tifa is a terrorist organization. Scrolling down here, okay, we have a lot of comments on this website from different people. Leiter was arrested on multiple charges stemming from the recent riots in Louisville. According to Jefferson County court records, he was arraigned on charges of obstructing a highway, disorderly conduct, unlawful assembly, and driving a vehicle with an obstructed windshield. Okay, so finally, finally, these black Tifa thugs are being arrested and prosecuted. What took so long? What took so long? Well, I guess the more often they do these things, the more likely they are to run into real patriots. They're getting protected by the progressive 
politicians of the Democratic Party and the progressive, pro-communist, pro-Jewish, zio-communist mainstream media and bureaucrats and, of course, academics. They're getting and many of these people who've been arrested are, in fact, teachers at progressive universities, pro-communist universities. Zoller's rental agreement was also conceded by a spokesperson for the Bail Project, the morally dubious leftist nonprofit organization for which she works. She, so she works for the organization that has been bailing out terrorists. And this information is from the article Fact-Checking Disinformation About Louisville, a U-Haul and George Soros by Daniel Funk, F-U-N-K-E, PolitiFact, September 24, 2020. Ignore the leftist spin, see below. Allegedly leaked inter internal communications from within U-Haul claim that the U-Haul used during the Louisville riots was detained by law enforcement, although that has yet to be confirmed. Additionally, according to Kentucky State Records, the secondary contact for the veal, Kiriana Munoz, was arrested for assaulting a police officer, disorderly conduct, obstructing a highway, and unlawful assembly. So, finally, the left is getting charged with unlawful assembly. Okay. Munoz's Facebook profile shows an affinity with South American socialist revolutionaries as well as with Breonna Taylor. It's absolutely incredible that the average American is simply unaware that leftists are the real terrorists. Because all they ever hear from mainstream media is, oh, Nazis! Or these lone wolf Nazis, you know, did a shooting in such and such a town. Of course, that's all fake news. All of it's fake news. So, the mass media has uh, been so preoccupied in anti-Nazi fake news that when COVID-19 came along and the pandemic came along, they were already seasoned professionals in creating fake news. I'm surprised they haven't blamed COVID-19 on Nazis. Maybe that will come. When asked about the arrests of Leiter, Munoz, and Zoller, a representative for the Louisville Metropolitan Police Department told us that all three were arrested on either September 23rd or September 24th. Breaking. Louisville police have confirmed to us by email that Zoller has been charged with failure to disperse and riot in the second degree. Corey Lemley of Nashville Anti-Racist Action, another arm of the Antifa Torch Network. Yeah, ARA and Antifa, as I said earlier, are virtually the same organization. They might have a different name in, in local areas. Was also in attendance at the Charlottesville event. That's Corey Lemley, L-E-M-L-E-Y, where he used an Antifa-themed baseball bat during a mob assault on a reporter. It's getting very dangerous for reporters. They're more likely to be hurt by leftists and never by Nazis. In Louisville, 
Lumley was spotted pointing rioters toward Zoller's U-Haul by Ben Hall. <laughs> Antifa activist riots uprisings keep the system in check. Okay? It's coordinated, folks. And here's a photograph of him directing traffic. Background. Leiter and Zoller have a history of promoting violence. At the 2017 Charlottesville event, they brought weapons, including mace and, and a handgun, despite it being against policy to carry firearms on the University of Virginia campus. Oh, only Nazis would do that. So there's a photograph here of Leiter with a gun in his hand. And Ms. Zoller with a sidearm in a holster, very clearly visible. Sidearm with a holster. Zoller was wearing a similar handgun on her hip while handing out riot supplies from the U-Haul in Louisville. Maybe she's expecting some patriotic resistance. And another photograph of the weapon on her hip while in the U-Haul handing out supplies to a, of course, multi-culti army. On August 12, 2017, in Charlottesville, Zoller and Leiter came downtown armed with weapons such as sticks and baseball bats as part of the premeditated plan to violently disrupt the Unite the Right rally. You probably recall the uproar caused by President Trump when he said, well, both sides were violent. Actually, only one side was violent, and that was the left. Leiter, pictured at front with club, later used his weapons during attacks on demonstrators inside the permitted area. Of course, this was all arranged to the dismay of Unite the Right. Next heading. Allegations of funding by billionaires like George Soros. Zoller's current employer, The Bail Project, pays for the release of various criminal defendants ranging from rapists to would-be murderers and Black Lives Matter rioters. As exposed recently on the Tucker Carlson Tonight, the Bail Project's primary funder is former hedge fund manager and cryptocurrency trader Michael Novogratz. Michael Novogratz. He's also the Bail Project's board chairman. Other funders include woke elitists like Richard Branson, Jack Dorsey, Danny Glover, Rihanna, and John Legend. Under the title, The Rich People Who Rent U-Hauls for Riots in Louisville Where Cops Get Shot by Charles Fattis, A&D Magazine, September 24, 2020. According to CNN, the Bail Project has also been the recipient of up to $1 million dollars in federal subsidies during the COVID crisis. Why don't neo-Nazis get money from the government? Rumors swirled around the internet that the Antifa and their U-Haul were funded by leftist billionaire financier George Soros. Several news outlets, including Washington Sentinel and BizPack Review, made claims to the effect that the bail project was partially funded by George Soros because, according to BizPack C Review's Semantic Chang, quote, two members of the bail project are Soros Justice Fellows, 
an activist group funded by left-wing billionaire George Soros. Why hasn't Trump arrested George Soros? He never will arrest George Soros because Donald Trump is one of the players in the pandemic. He's the one pretending to be a conservative. I really think that this coming election, it doesn't really matter whether Trump wins or loses. All hell is going to break loose because they're going to push for the vaccination. Trump is gung-ho on the vaccination. He might as well be he might as well be a leftist. He might as well be a, a billionaire a medical mafioso. He's totally on board with Bill Gates and the nanobot disease. It's not a vaccination. It's a disease-causing injection. Not a vaccination. It's changing our DNA. It's GMO for humans. The first person named as the Soros tie in the viral tweet cited in the two articles is Dolores Canales, who was a Soros fellow in 2014 for another criminal-related organization. Her biography on the Bail Project website explicitly mentions she was a former but not a current Soros fellow. The second person, Deborah LaBelle, is a Soros fellow but doesn't work for the Bail Project. She simply shares a page on the Detroit Justice Center with a woman named Megan Debo, who does work at the Bail Project. So anyway, Soros clones, operatives, mercenaries, all over the place, folks. The Bail Project has 93 team members, and two of them being current or former Soros fellows would not be definitive proof that the Bail Project itself is Soros-funded. But it does mean something. No Soros fellows work for V. Dare. <laughs> okay. Okay. Holly Zeller and actual Soros funding in Charlottesville. However, one of the primary organizations providing material support to leftist protesters at Unite the Right is Refuse Fascism, co-founded by Black American Affirmative Action, Princeling Cornell West and Carl Dix, of the Revolutionary Communist Party. At least they're honest about their communism. Refuse Fascism is not its own nonprofit. It receives fiscal sponsorship from Alliance for Global Justice, which is indeed a Soros funded group. Why hasn't Donald Trump arrested George Soros? What is he waiting for? This guy is guilty of treason. He should get the chair. In Charlottesville on August 11, 2017, the evening before the UTR rally, West gave a violent speech to counter-protest groups, including Antifa, at St. Paul's Church in Charlottesville. He said, quote, We have to take a stand. That's why some of us came to fight and get arrested if necessary, unquote. Well, they knew they'd be getting bailed out, and they knew they have billions of dollars of Jewish money to back them up. The next day... August 12th, refused fascism handed out supplies such as picket signs, reading, No, in the name of humanity, we refuse to accept the fascist America, unquote. Many individuals with the Antifa Torch Network marched with either Dix and his Revolutionary Communist Party or Cornell West and 
Congregate Seville, a group of leftist clergy. Amazing, folks. There really is no such thing as Christianity anymore outside of Christian identity. The whole world of Judeo-Christianity is pro-Jewish and virtually all of them pro-communist. Adolf Richter just posted a uh, a Twitter of uh, Zoller as a white BLM whore. Okay, yeah, uh, the whores for Jewish money. That's what these people are. Whores for Jewish money. Folks, the world is getting more and more dangerous by the day, but as it gets more dangerous, more of our people wake up. That's a good thing. We need people to wake up faster and faster. You know, the uh, the resistance is growing. Absolutely growing. These The vast majority of these leftists are mercenaries being paid by rich Jewish billionaires. And at the same time, these leftists claim to hate capitalism. <laughs> they claim to hate rich people. They claim to hate capitalists. And here's a photograph of uh, Leiter beating somebody in the head with a baton, lying on the ground, attacking people with flags, etc. Okay, nevertheless, mass media reported only that the Unite the Right group was being violent. So this is the state of journalism in America and worldwide today. So this is the real Soros to Antifa pipeline. George Soros, Open Society Foundation slash Tides Foundation. And under them, Alliance for Global Justice. Under them, Cornell West slash Refuse Fascism. And under them, Antifa Torch Network. The financing is generally never so simple as a billionaire directly paying for a U-Haul. It's more like a series of fiscal contributions passed between shell corporations that ultimately end up as picket signs, a.k.a. clubs and bail funds, in the hands of violent rioters. Far more direct and far more sinister is the funding of the campaigns of leftist prosecutors who continued to release the rioters without any serious charges. Soros did just that during the 2018 midterms. That's also why we've seen the politically motivated prosecutions of conservatives like Jake Gardner and McCloskey's, the McCloskey's who were forced to defend themselves against the Black Lives Matter mobs. Yeah, uh, conservatives defend themselves and get prosecuted. Whereas the commies get off scot-free, and if they do get arrested, they get bailed out by rich Jewish billionaires. Americans face a violent interstate communist conspiracy. Where is the FBI? Well, the FBI is part of the problem, isn't it? Okay, underneath uh, the uh, byline here, Jason Kessler is a freelance journalist and activist who has written for vdare.com, Daily Caller, Got News, uh, as well as on-site 
jasonkessler.us. He's also the president and founder of the America First Nonprofit Unity and Security for America. Well, this has to happen, folks. This has to happen. Patriots have to be waking up when they see what's really going on. I'm sure they're confounded by the fact that mainstream media is not reporting the facts. I'm sure they can't believe that mainstream media is not reporting on left-wing terrorism. It doesn't make any sense because they obviously perceive mainstream media as a capitalist-run organization. Why would a capitalist-run organization, I use the term loosely, they're talking about Jewish money, not free enterprise. The Jews don't believe in free enterprise. They only believe in monopoly. So the so-called capitalist organizations, rich, rich, wealthy people, rich, wealthy, corporate people, exalted Cyclops comets. Antifa is basically a division of the FBI. (laughs) Okay, very good. The FBI themselves are nothing more than criminals who carry badges and guns and operate under the color of law. The only proper place for every single one of them is federal prison. As was seen with the Weavers and at Waco, they have zero qualms about killing a woman holding an infant or small children trying to escape a burning structure. They are really no different than the NKVD, the GDR Stasi, the Gestapo, or any other hired thugs and killers enforcing the diktats of various criminal enterprises, empires throughout history. Antifa is there to serve as a direct muscle to soften things up for the real killing fields to follow. Many of them will likely end up in ditches once they've outlived their usefulness to those running this grassroots uprising. Yes, they are pawns in the game. Talk about stupid. For what? $25 an hour as crisis actors and as Antifa thugs? If that much, these people risk life, limb, and death? But because they have been so brainwashed into hating America, hating the white patriarchy, etc., they're so easily manipulated, they don't realize that they're simply the useful idiots that Lenin talked about. But because they have no values, they have no standards, they have no morals, they're willing to do whatever they can do for pay, however little that pay is. And of course, the Jews are responsible for the poor economic conditions. And yet these Antifa sluggards and laggards don't realize that it they're getting paid by the very people they supposedly hate, they think they hate, namely the capitalist pigs that they're always condemning. And Exalted Cyclops continues, the most ruthless and violent might be promoted to FBI special agent, or the like under dear leader Hindu Dindu, or whoever ends up on top of the trash heap. Yeah, the FBI is a totally corrupt organization. No doubt about it. So here we are, okay, and uh, this is a comment about the debate. 
Yes, in the first debate between Trump and Biden, Chris Wallace, Democrat Fox News debate moderator, LOL, brought up Charlottesville violence and this after four months of daily violence, burning, looting, and murder in Portland, Oregon by the far-left groups. Talk about Wallace having his priorities wrong and picking examples of extreme violence. Yeah, I guess, uh, well, but that's mainstream media. They totally ignore left-wing violence and they concoct right-wing violence. The law in the USA died a long time ago. It is just that its corruption is now being unleashed more fully against the whites. U.S. quote-unquote law was fully buried when the U.S. Supreme Court voted, uh, court voted 63 in 1993 that it was perfectly all right to put to death a man presumed to be totally innocent like Latino Leonel Herrera they helped murder. And this the year after when Bill Clinton, during his successful campaign, put to death a black man, Ricky Rector, who had taken a bullet in the brain and was so mentally disabled he didn't know he was being executed. I don't know about either of those cases, but I'm assuming that that Supreme Court case justified government violence without a trial? I would have to look into that case. I'm not aware of that. Anyway, it has a photograph here. Leonel Torres Herrera put to death in 1993 after the U.S. Supreme Court declared there is no right to avoid being executed just because you are entirely innocent. Well, if, if you can't defend yourself against uh, the government prosecution, you have no money, and your court-appointed attorney is incompetent, uh, I guess you've you got a lost cause. Okay, and so apparently uh, Clinton got rid of a guy by the name of Ricky Ray Rector. Okay, so folks, this is the state of the this is the state of America today. It's a dangerous place. Okay, one more a coronavirus item here, and this is a good one because. I think we briefly reported on the clinical trials, vaccine trials, going ongoing with regard to the upcoming COVID-19 vaccine that uh, Donald Trump has fast-tracked. And uh, we're, we're living in an era where we, we have fake fake Republicans, fake Democrats. The only people that aren't fake are communists, the ones who actually call themselves communists. Very few of them do that. Okay. Uh, Adolf Richter says, the Jew-infected schools and colleges and universities are just training count for communist trash. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the level of academia today. What can we expect? Uh, I've been telling people that keep their children out of universities for a couple of decades now and because they're nothing but uh, communist indoctrination bins, re-education camps and they're getting younger and younger the the Sunrise Group goes into grade schools and indoctrinates grade school children with communist propaganda and the various school districts approve of it 
All right, so this is a story on the trials of COVID-19 vaccines by Mike Adams. This is from vaccines.news. Coronavirus vaccine trial subjects report extreme exhaustion, shortness of breath, day-long headaches, and shaking so violently that one of them cracked a tooth. Well, it's just well, it's, you call that crib death. Get ready for the depopulation kill shots that cause severe neurological damage and lobotomize anyone stupid enough to take them. Well, we've been trying to warn everybody not to take the vaccination. We've been trying to warn people not to take the PCR tests, which doesn't work. According to the the guy who invented it, Kerry Kerry Mullis, I forget his last name, how to pronounce his last name. But the guy who invented the PCR test, no, it's not intended as a diagnostic tool. It's only intended to create more of the matter under investigation so you can perform more experiments on it. That's all it was created for. It was not created as a diagnostic tool. Yet, the medical mafia pretend that it is a diagnostic tool. Even mainstream media outlet CNBC.com is now reporting that vaccine trials conducted by Moderna and Pfizer are producing extreme side effects in trial subjects. Now, Moderna, as I understand it, is a corporation, just brand new corporation, which was created just to produce this vaccine. It's got to be a Bill Gates entity. Quote, high fever, body aches, Headaches and exhaustion are some of the symptoms participants in Moderna and Pfizer's coronavirus vaccine trials say they felt after receiving the shots, unquote. Reports CNBC. Can you believe this is by CNBC? <laughs> Luke Hutchison woke up in the middle of the night with chills and a fever after taking the COVID-19 booster shot in Moderna's vaccine trial. I'm amazed that this information is actually getting out. Another coronavirus vaccine trial participant testing Pfizer's candidate similarly woke up with chills, shaking so hard he cracked a tooth after taking the second dose. High fever, body ache, this is what you can look forward to, folks, if you submit to this COVID-19 vaccination program. High fever, body aches, bad headaches, you might as well fight back. Bad headaches and exhaustion are just some of the symptoms five participants in two of the leading coronavirus vaccine trials say they felt after receiving the shot. I think there were way more than five uh, test subjects, but they're only reporting about five of them. CNBC goes on to explain that the study participants then claimed all the pain was worth it. Really? How much did they get paid to say that? Worth it for what? For a pandemic that's already over for people under the age of 70? (laughs) Good point. Headline. These are all symptoms of neurological damage occurring in real time. Here's a more detailed description of the side effects reported by a pro-science, pro-vaccine trial participant. After getting the first shot on August 18th, 
He said he felt a little under the weather for several days with a low-grade fever. He got his second shot at a clinic on September 15th. Eight hours later, he said he was bedbound with a fever of over 101, shakes, chills, a pounding headache, and shortness of breath. He said the pain in his arm where he received the shot felt like a goose egg on my shoulder. He hardly slept at night, recording that his temperature was higher than 100 degrees for five hours. After 12 hours, Hutchison said he felt back to normal and his energy levels returned. Having signed a lengthy consent form, Hutchison was aware that he might experience symptoms, but he was still struck by the severity and duration, tweeting on September 16th that he experienced full-on COVID-like symptoms. No. He got what used to be called shaken baby syndrome, right? A full-blown reaction to a vaccine, deadly vaccine. Crib death. He's lucky he didn't die. Does this sound like a safe vaccine to administer to hundreds of millions of people? Full-on COVID-like symptoms? What CNBC isn't saying, of course, is that all these symptoms, extreme exhaustion, long-duration headaches, and violent shaking, are signs of neurological damage happening in real time. Yeah, crib death. These are obvious signs that a kind of vaccine lobotomy is taking place. By the way, those uh, babies that die after being vaccinated, the reaction to these vaccines, the neurological reaction to these vaccines, are so extreme that their muscles contract and bake their fragile, break their fragile little bones. That's the kind of neurological reaction precipitated by these vaccines. These are obvious signs that a kind of vaccine lobotomy is taking place, causing permanent long-term neurological damage to the trial participants who may already be brain damaged to begin with as they volunteered for these medical experiments. Well, sometimes these people are poor, but this is different from giving blood. Fascinatingly, CNBC also explains that some people are dumb enough to raise their hands and actually volunteer to be used as human guinea pigs for these insane medical experiments. Quote, Hutchison, a 44-year-old computational biologist in Utah. Okay, so he was raised in the medical mafia superstructure. Although not a doctor, he's a biologist. Said he signed up for Moderna's phase 3 trial because he's healthy, physically fit, and a big believer in vaccines. Yep indoctrinated by the medical mafia. He specifically wanted to support Moderna's effort as he was intrigued by the company's RNA-based approach. Maybe he, maybe he invested <laughs> in Moderna a few days before. CNBC says Luke Hutchison, quote, signed up to coronavirus vaccine trial because he's pro-science. It's almost hilarious if it weren't so tragic. Little does he know that the vaccine cares nothing about science, but everything about profits, which means rushing dangerous vaccines to market through the use of human medical experimentation that will no doubt kill some people along the way, most people in this case.
So we have people who are indoctrinated by academia, medical, mafia, you know, the technological believers that science can save the world. From cradle to grave, they have preached this dogma that science can save the world. As vague as that is, that's what they believe. So-called science has become the new God. And guess what? That God is failing them miserably. Mike, uh, Mike Adams continues, I doubt Hutchinson will be feeling good about all this with his nervous system when his nervous system starts to disintegrate. Oh, MS, Lou Gehrig's disease, Alzheimer's, those are mild reactions to vaccines, long-term reactions to vaccines. But to each his own, people who think vaccines are rooted in science are in for a very rude awakening. Again, if you watch television and <laughs> use television and mainstream radio as your main source and mainstream uh, print media, then you are horribly misinformed. As uh, Mark Twain said, if you don't read the newspapers, you're uninformed. If you read the newspapers, you're misinformed. Next heading. Pro-science vaccine trial participants may be covering up side effects to protect vaccine companies. Hmm, like I said, maybe this guy Hutchison was being paid to say nice things. He continues, It's also clear that these trial participants are now being used as public relations puppets for the vaccine industry, and that's a whole new dangerous medical propaganda agenda that we haven't seen before. Well, people volunteering for trials, but they've never tried to rush through a vaccine like this before. Most, most doctors will tell you it takes years to develop a vaccine, right? All of a sudden, it only takes six months. When the trial participants enter the trials with a pro-vaccine cheerleading bias, they are likely to downplay the severity of the side effects they experience, and this causes the vaccine manufacturer to improperly assess the real adverse events associated with the vaccine. In effect, the pro-science human guinea pigs rig the trials by covering up for the vaccine side effects, allowing the vaccine manufacturers to achieve FDA approval for dangerous, toxic vaccines that may go on to injure or kill far more people than the pandemic itself. We know that is going to be the case. At some point, we all have to say, if these people want to commit vaccine suicide, let them commit vaccine suicide because there's nothing you can say to stop them. If they want to sacrifice their own lives in the name of pro-science, then that's their free will choice. After all, somebody has to be among the first pioneers to take the kill shots. Why not let people self-select for that and win the Darwin Award for pro-science stupidity? Yeah, well, a very cold-blooded article by Mike. <laughs> by Mike Adams here. Yeah, but that is, it is true. I mean, these people, they're so brainwashed 
into a quote-unquote pro-science attitude that they really have no idea what they're doing. Folks, it's, it's getting really serious with all the lies. These lies are becoming deadly. You know, maybe somebody lies to you, you know, and you go the wrong way down a one-way street. That could be deadly. That could be deadly. These lies begin to kill people. But it's, we're dealing with the mafia. We're dealing with the international bankster Jew mafia. But not even Mike Adams will go that far to talk the truth about the Jew mafia. It's getting worse all the time. It's getting worse all the time. Okay, I see we have... Oh, I'm, I'm going to jump back to the Ultimate Proof article. I left off at item number six, where we were talking about how the World Bank is involved in COVID-19. Well, what do you expect? You know, it's the Rothschilds and the United Nations that are giving the orders globally for the lockdown and for COVID-19 policy. World Bank is part of the United Nations. The World Bank shows that COVID-19 is a project that is planned to continue until the end of March 2025. So the intention is to continue it for another five years. That's probably how long it's going to take for them to convince everybody to take it. Okay? But I think the resistance to the vaccine and to face masks and to anti-social distancing, etc., etc., is going to increase at the same time. So the measures they use to get this thing done are going to be more and more draconian, more and more violent. They're going to have to shut down more and more businesses to keep this pandemic going. Uh, how can we not have a revolution against the pandemic? I think they hope to starve us out. So we'll be too weak. But uh, the you know, vaccination has never been popular with the general public. The vaccine producers have always tried to force vaccines down our throats and up our butts with government-mandated and government-sponsored so-called free. Get your free flu shot. Because the vaccine manufacturers can't make a profit in the free market. They have to have government-imposed, government-encouraged, like you can't send your kid to school without getting vaccinated, that type of government-imposed vaccine program. That's the only way they can sell this garbage, is by having the government mandate it. And that's what they will do. So we will actually have to arm ourselves, get ready for that knock on the door of that forced vaccination program, just as the people in Bolshevik Russia feared that knock on the door in the middle of the night when the KGB came to arrest them, or worse. That's what this is. 
That's exactly what this is. But it's it's disguised as a pandemic when it's really a Bolshevik coup being inflicted upon America. So, patriots awake, understand what's really going on. Item number seven. Again, this is the tapnewswire.com article entitled, Ultimate Proof COVID-19 Was Planned to Usher in the New World Order. Item number seven. Anthony Fauci guaranteed a pandemic within the next two years. In 2017, Anthony Fauci made a very strange prediction, and I've seen the video, with an even stranger certainty. With complete confidence, Fauci announced that during the first term of President Trump, a surprise outbreak of an infectious disease would surely happen. But these people have never been able to predict anything before. (laughs) You think maybe he had inside information? Here's what he said, and we quote, There is no question there is going to be a challenge for the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases. There will be a surprise outbreak. There is no doubt in anyone's mind about this. Well, if, if nobody doubts it, how can it be a surprise? How could Fauci guarantee a surprise outbreak to happen during the first term of the Trump administration? What did he know that we don't? Number eight, Bill and Melinda Gates. Oh, we're finally getting to the, you know, the top mercenary. Bill and Melinda Gates guaranteed an imminent global pandemic. In 2018, Bill Gates publicly announced that a global pandemic was on its way that could wipe out 30 million people. He said this would probably happen during the next decade. Melinda Gates added that an engineered virus is humanity's greatest threat and also assured this would hit humanity in the coming years. Now, engineered. Not natural. Engineered. Did that word just slip out? See, as these people become so confident and because they know that they have the governments of the world totally locked up, and no and media locked up but they should be locked up in jail but uh Bill and Melinda Gates have all of these entities locked up for themselves because they know these entities aren't going to report it's just it's main, mainstream media lies versus independent journalism investigations revealing the truth that's all we have left on our side is independent journalists telling the truth. And Mike Adams is one of those independent journalists, but he doesn't want to be doxxed and he doesn't want to be taken off the air yet again for telling too much truth. So we here at Eurofolk Radio, we just tell the truth. <laughs> Let them try to take us down. Okay? It'll just be proof that we're telling the truth and we're being censored. But yes, A global pandemic is on its way. An engineered virus, she said, is humanity's greatest threat. This will happen in the next decade. And now it attributes the statement to Bill Gates, not Melinda, in 2018. Well, maybe they both said it.
let their choice of words resound into your mind for a moment. Yeah, that was their choice of words. They claim that the dense population of the world guarantees this imminent global pandemic, but that doesn't say it's engineered. An engineered virus. And, oh, guess what? Wuhan? Anybody? Engineered virus? Weaponized virus? They claim that the dense population of the world guarantees this imminent global pandemic. Well, I mean, it guarantees all kinds of diseases. But let's be honest, most of the earth is uninhabited. <laughs> Thank you very much. Except for India and China. Just fly over America in an airplane and look out the window. You see empty space most of the time, with a few cities here and there. Most of the United States is still wide open and empty, especially the west and the southwest. You go west of the Mississippi River, the population thins out very drastically, very drastically the farther west you go. The same goes for the rest of the world. Australia, Russia, India, China, America, Africa, it's wilderness for the most part. Our planet isn't nearly as populated as Bill Gates wants us to believe. This world map shows it very clearly. It just shows the nighttime cities lit, lit up. Very, very small percentage of cities actually show up from a space shot. Very, very few. Australia especially. Let me count the, let me count the lights <laughs> showing up on this nighttime photograph. One, two, three, four, five bright lights and a few more dim ones. So dim you can barely see them. Eight or nine total for Australia. Most of Australia is wilderness. The powers that shouldn't be also used as an excuse to justify a reduction in the world's population. Okay, what are they so afraid of? Well, it's not, it's not about reducing the population. It's about exterminating the white race. That's the real issue here. And, of course, they cannot talk about that. Well... Adolf Richter says the base of Bolsheviks was always the USA, the United States of Antichrist. Certainly, in you know after after the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia was supported by the Democratic Party, especially FDR, the Jews began increasing their Bolshevik presence here in America with the ultimate aim whether the Soviet experiment succeeded or not, with the ultimate aim to do the same here in America, to Bolshevize America. And, you know, they, they exterminated 60 million white ethnic Russians and probably more. That's just a conservative estimate. Okay. So returning to the article here, the Gates also claimed their that air travel was sure to create global pandemic, but countless people have been traveling in airplanes the past century. Well, it finally happened in 2020, didn't it? Okay, their predictions came true. Did that give rise to constant outbreaks of global pandemics? Of course not. Well, they tried to tell us it would. You know, the MERS. Oh, yeah, a fear-mongering, a fear-mongering media. What told us how horrible MRSA was going to be. And it wasn't. 
It fizzled out as soon as they could create the fear. Heading number nine, practicing for a pandemic. A few months before the outbreak, Bill Gates, the world's number one vaccine dealer, organized an event in New York City. Guess what the event was all about? It was a coronavirus pandemic exercise. Yes, you read that right. Bill Gates organized a coronavirus pandemic exercise right before it happened. Again, these these people must be seers. They see these things coming. On the large display in the auditorium, you see the text painted, We need to prepare for the event that becomes a pandemic. This pandemic exercise was called Event 201, and it took place in October 2019, literally right before the outbreak. Okay, we're approaching the one-year anniversary of Event 201. Item number 10. Excitement about selling vaccines in the next year. Oh, man, the... Are they excited? I mean, they're rubbing their hands with glee and dollar signs in their eyes. Bill Gates, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and all the rest of them. Shortly after this exercise for a coronavirus pandemic, Bill Gates tweeted, I'm particularly excited about what the next year could mean for one of the best buys in global health. (laughs) Vaccines, unquote. Invest your money now. Think about this, he says. The world's number one vaccine dealer guarantees a global pandemic to occur in the next few years, and his wife said we should all fear an engineered virus that is on its way. Then they organize an exercise for an imminent global pandemic and say vaccines will be the only solution. Next, Bill Gates tweets how excited he is about selling vaccines in the next year. Immediately after that, the announced pandemic breaks out. Hmm. Indeed, right away, Bill Gates proclaims that the only solution for humanity is to buy his vaccines. Buy my stuff. Does he want to be richer than the Rothschilds? Well, we know that's not going to happen. Because he is a protege of the Rothschilds. Number 11, 2020 coronavirus pandemic predicted in 2013. Back in 2013, a musician wrote a song called Pandemic. In his lyrics, he described a global pandemic that kills millions, shuts down economies, and gives rise to riots. His song literally described in great detail what we are seeing in our world today, seven years later. He even mentioned the exact year of the pandemic, 2020, and the specific type of virus, a coronavirus. This is a line from his, in his lyrics from 2013. Quote, 2020 combined with coronavirus, bodies stacking. Unquote. This song also predicted the riots that are now raging throughout America. Again, quote, the state is rioting, using the street outside. It's coming to your windows. Unquote. How could this musician have known in 2013 that a coronavirus pandemic would break out in 2020 and that during this pandemic, riots would erupt? Well, don't they always erupt in black neighborhoods? I did a search back in 2012 and read the so-called conspiracy theories. You know, those investigations the media doesn't want us to look into. (laughs) According to those theories, pandemics were bound to happen in the decade of 2020 to 2030. 
So I wrote the song Pandemic about it. Okay, very good. Conspiracy theories uh, inspire a musician, a songwriter. Item number 12. Global Preparedness Monitoring Board in September 2019. Sorry. Get ready for a global coronavirus pandemic. In September 2019, also right before the outbreak, the Global Preparedness Monitoring Board... (laughs) How many of these organizations are there? There's got to be millions of them. The Global Preparedness Monitoring Board released a report entitled A World at Risk. Yeah, we're at risk of being vaccinated to death. It stressed the need to be prepared for a coronavirus outbreak. Okay, September, that's just a month before Event 201. And it has a picture of people wearing face masks <laughs> in September 2019. On the cover of the report is a picture of a coronavirus and people wearing face masks. In the report, we read the following interesting paragraph, quote, The United Nations, including World Health Organization, conducts at least two system-wide training and simulation exercises including one for covering the deliberate release of a lethal respiratory pathogen. But coronavirus, so-called, has not really been a respiratory pathogen. The symptoms vary all over the place. Depends on which country you're in, which hospital diagnoses you. It's because people with various conditions, have been falsely diagnosed as COVID-19. So he says, did you catch that? They have been practicing for a deliberate release of a lethal respiratory pathogen. And Dr. Fauci financed the transfer of what ultimately would become COVID-19 to China. He financed that. Item number 13, outbreak from China announced. Simulation, total deaths, 10,120,312. Nothing like it yet. Nothing like this. I think the global total is like 200,000. Not even close. So these pundits who go around predicting outbreaks and millions of deaths, somehow they know there's going to be an outbreak, but they're horribly wrong in terms of the death count. As I have said on previous shows, they've been trying to develop a really deadly disease, infectious disease, but they have failed to make it infectious. They have failed to make it transmissible. Because that's very hard to do. You can experiment on lab rats and on monkeys and guinea pigs. And maybe you come up with something that's really deadly in those trial groups. But transferring that to humans is another story. They have not been able to do it. Even in the laboratory. So they finally decided, well, heck with it. We just can't produce a deadly enough microbe into the and can't introduce it correctly into the general public. So we'll just have to do it another way. 
We'll just have to pretend that the vaccine is the cure. In 2018, the Institute for Disease Modeling made a video in which they show a flu virus originating in China, from the area of Wuhan, no less, and spreading all over the world, killing millions. We're still not at the million mark. They called it a simulation for a global flu pandemic. This is exactly what happened two years later. Why do they say it would come from China and not Africa, where far more diseases are present? Or why not South America or India or New York City or San Francisco or L.A.? How could they know there would be a flu virus coming from China and even show Wuhan as the originating area that would infect the whole world? Just a coincidence. Was this coronavirus engineered? Where did the virus come from? One of the world's leading experts in bioweapons is Dr. Francis Boyle, B-O-Y-L-E. He is convinced it originated from a bioweapon lab in Wuhan, the Biosafety Lab Level 4. May have, may not have, but the, the bioweapons technology was transferred there from the University of North Carolina, I believe the Charlotte campus, by Dr. Fauci. This facility is specialized in the development of coronaviruses. They take existing viruses and weaponize them, meaning they make them far more dangerous to be used as a biological weapon. Now, the reason Fauci transferred this experimental program to Wuhan is because it was illegal, it had been made illegal in North Carolina. Weaponizing viruses was too dangerous. I believe it was a, uh, a, um, a State Department ruling. Or maybe it was a Federal Health Department of some kind. But uh, the country put an end to it. So Fauci had no choice but to take the program and transfer it from North Carolina to Wuhan, China. He's the one who did that. In the following two-minute video clip, you see a spokesman for the Trump administration, bioweapon expert Francis Boyle, and President Trump talk about how this virus came from the lab in Wuhan. And, of course, Trump was called a racist because you're always blaming these viruses on China, you know. Well, they, most of them do originate in China, right? But uh, that's racist to point that out. Dr. Li Mengyan, a Chinese virologist, fled the country left her job at a prestigious Hong Kong university and became a whistleblower. She appeared on British television where she claimed SARS-CoV-2, the virus which causes COVID-19, was created by Chinese scientists in a lab, and she offered evidence to support her claims. You can read more on the subject here. Again, this is from tap, tapnewswire.com for those of you who want to do a search on this. The, the the title of the article is Ultimate Proof COVID-19 Was Planned to Usher in the New World Order. So if you type that title in, you will surely come to this article on the net. We have time for a couple more items here. Number 14, in 2015, Anthony Fauci gave this very lab $3.7 million. Okay, I've mentioned that a couple times already. Number 15, Chinese biological experiments to infect humans with coronavirus exposed in 2015 by Italian state media. Now, why was Italy the first country outside of China 
to have a, a high death rate attributed to COVID-19? Well, a lot of Chinese people were working in Italy and living there, so they may have brought the virus with them. Now, maybe there was some kind of disease that they brought from China, but still, it failed to be highly infectious. And if, if it was infectious, it only killed people in nursing homes, old people's homes, and those with pre-existing conditions. That's what the original spike of cases and deaths came from. The original spike, which was sometime in February and March, and maybe into April, was the high death count was almost exclusively confined to older people, especially those living in nursing homes, where you probably have uh, flus running amok on a regular basis because of the conditions of those places. Okay? So, that's where you had. You had Italy and China, where the initial surge took place. But it was almost exclusively confined to nursing homes and old people's homes, etc. Today, the, these, uh, the death rate and the number of deaths from coronavirus has fallen to zero, flatlined, virtually every, in every single country in the world. Flatlined. And the case of Sweden, which never had a lockdown, never forced people to wear masks, never had social distancing. Statistics are very much similar to the rest of the world. Same with uh, South Dakota, where the governor there never instituted any lockdown or face mask or anything like that. Zero deaths from COVID-19. Yet they're still proclaiming it as an epidemic. Because why? All they report is cases. Uh, which does not mean that you have a disease. Just because you have a, a positive, so-called positive result on a PCR test does not mean you have a disease. doesn't even mean you have a germ because the PCR test, they haven't identified it yet. They haven't given it a, a true biological scientific name. Haven't done that. So, folks, it's obvious that this pandemic is designed to kill. Designed to kill. By the, the global Rothschild medical mafia. And its real purpose is to exterminate the white race. That's its true purpose. But they can't admit that. So they're willing to accept all kinds of collateral damage. They need to get rid of us. Because we're the only people, we're the only race, standing in the way of their total control of planet Earth. But, it's not going to happen. They're not going to succeed. The Second Coming will intervene. And the dead man's bones may increase to the point where we can actually put up some resistance. I, I pray for that day. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. See you next time. This has been the Plandemic Report. Take care and Yahweh bless. Free.
many people who'll never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Yahweh and pass the ammunition. The Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James.